0: Welcome everybody to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybel Inc. My name is Pete Wright, and that over there is Howard Tybel.
1: I'm right here, and I am ready. This is an exciting topic, dude. To I can't. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but I am so ready. Go.
0: You made a comment to me that yes. uh, that you were struggling to fu- to uh, to really put a frame around your POV. Right, your point of view because you have a key skill, which is to work with teams and institutions to listen to what they are experiencing, and then deliver uh, with uh, in the context of the team deliver uh, the a, a. platform of success through your consulting engagements, right? To turn what you observe into an actionable, uh, uh, but that's a very custom solution. Uh, And so that changes from engagement to engagement. And my response to that was, Howard, I don't, I think you may be undervaluing what that skill is. And I think it may be a key skill that people in any sort of a leadership or project leadership uh, role in any change process should probably be thinking more about.
1: Excellent.
0: I so okay. I, I just want to start. Uh, I have a question for you. but I'd like to start. When you say the word P, the the acronym POV, what is it that you're looking at there? What is it that you feel like is is an appropriate sort of description of a of a POV, a point of view?
1: I am as I mentioned to you, I have developed a 27 year practice in not discounting, having a point of view on some level in a very simplified way is I have an opinion or I have a a idea about what should happen and what should not happen. A point of view uh, is sort of directional uh, and a point of view allows others to step in and say, I agree with that or I disagree. And it can move mountains when you have a point of view that between the, who that person is that shares it and the quality of their experience or whether you call them an expert in that area, a recognized expert that, that can move something in a direction that, uh, you cannot move if you don't have a point of view. So, my comment to you uh, was really reflecting on the fact that what I have done in my career. And your point is, because it's interesting, as you as you initiated this, I'm thinking this is relevant for other consult. If, if other consultants are listening to this conversation, this would be especially if you're new. Uh, but even if you're not new, the difference between being an expert versus being a helper. And I have built a career around helping others help themselves, which I fundamentally believe, one, is more satisfying. Two, it's more challenging. Uh, and, and I like the challenge of seeing how people can develop independence. So my point of view on, for example, where higher ed is going, or to get more specifically, you know, what's going to happen with uh, tuition in different parts of the industry in terms of will we ever get back to going to, to a higher level of tuition? I can provide my perspective on that and bring examples and some some context and history, but I don't find that to be nearly as valuable uh, as bringing together the people who have to do the change themselves and say, here's a topic, and what I'm going to bring to the table with you as a group is make sure that you listen to each other. So let's, let's bring it back to what you just said. I, I fundamentally do agree with you. This is a missing piece from many leaders who it's, – it's a strong statement to say they hide behind their expertise because I don't think I'll do. But those that do miss an opportunity to lead others by really engaging them. And I think at at the heart of what I do and, and leaders that I see do this, is they engage people in saying, let's make sure that we hear each other's point of view. And then once we can really appreciate each other, Then we can take the next step of saying, what do we do about it? But what's missing, I think, in, I don't care what industry you're in, if you're in a particular role and you've got a job to do, you've got a point of view about it. And what you end up doing very often is uh, not listening to others' point of view that may challenge how you're doing things. So in a sense... My role has been and my career has been built around getting those kinds of conversations happening authentically.
0: There's, there is a sense—I'm I'm trying to, to parse, and maybe I shouldn't. I'm trying to put together some sort of arithmetic around, uh, around this, you know, and, and figure out what is the difference between history and expertise. You know, somebody who has legacy uh, versus a, a professional uh, experience and professional uh, success. But it seems like what, what this action is— Uh, This action of creating a a POV is the sense of taking that history and expertise and adding context to it. Uh, That context seems to be the magic word uh, that, that equates to the action of listening, right? It's the result of listening. Would you agree with that?
1: You're saying stepping back from a point of view and putting it in context to a bigger picture.
0: Right. Here's my experience. Here's what we've done. Now here is what I'm I'm experiencing watching you team explore these issues and challenges of change that you're dealing with, and my reflection of that experience of witnessing your process is, you know, is con is contextual. I'm adding context to yeah. uh, my All right, experience. Let, let, let's
1: take something real. that's I love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love where you're going with this. Let's talk about faculty and administrators. These two groups both serve the institution's needs. But if you ask them privately, uh, sort of, what are, the, what are the others doing that are serving the institution? They, they are very good at looking at the other side and seeing what the other side is doing that is not contributing to the mission. Now, what's interesting about this conversation is is that it absolutely is the case that the faculty are closer to the, the core mission in that they are touching the students and doing the research. And those two pieces are the core focus of the institution. The administrators and this has been, uh, there's been work I've been seeing happening over the last five years to try and embed, embed this idea, is that you're in service to the core mission. And that means to faculty, in some cases, you're in service to my work and if you make my work harder, so I'll give you a good example. The whole implementation of uh, systems like uh, procurement systems and expense reporting systems, where faculty then had to learn how to go in, log in, uh, go through a whole bunch of screens to do an expense report, uh, to do expense reimbursement. There was a period in time where they were railing against this because what it did was they didn't come into this job to do expense reporting. They came into the job to, to fulfill the core mission, and what they were seeing was the administration saying, we're going to make this more self-service. So we're going to give you more control. When in fact, what it was doing from the faculty's perspective is making it more of a burden. And they couldn't focus on their mission. Now, the administrators were like, this is going to be a more effective way to streamline how the work gets done. Uh, what didn't happen in those conversations is a authentic bringing the two together it was sort of force fed into the faculty and i think today there is a greater recognition that if any change is going to happen the faculty and the administration have to be at the table together but i can tell you that that, that is still uh, one of the elephants in the room Uh, In so many institutions that I'm working in, it's it's how do you get faculty and administrators to be listening to each other and appreciating What each other is bringing. Well,
0: and you know, I'm speaking now as somebody who was on the faculty side of specifically that issue ten years ago, uh, when we were told that there is a new uh, expense reporting system and you need to use this. And you said something I think that's really important: uh, that uh, the administration's argument was this is going to streamline how work gets done, but the faculty perspective is really important here. Work did not mean the same thing to those two bodies.
1: And the faculty
0: response was, you're not helping me get my work done by making me do this. My work is to serve the students of this institution. My work is not to— Yeah. So, go ahead. Let
1: me tell you what I think more and more on the administrative side. And I know some CFOs who are really taking this seriously, and the presidents have an important role in terms of bringing the provost and the the, the chief academic officer in these conversations. But what's really happening more and more is the administrative side hearing the message— you got to go meet them on their terms right now not everybody is saying that yet uh, but I know some institutions that are said rather than waiting for the faculty to come to us and and we'll draw the agenda let's take the initiative to reach out and really understand what their needs are and I can tell you how far that will go because I saw this play out even in my own role in a project reaching out to faculty and this is something that that kind of turf war that plays out, uh, the administrative side has to be willing to take the first move and say, I'm going to reach across the aisle and I'm going to do more listening than telling the faculty this is what you need to be doing and why. Uh, and, and, and that is hard to do, uh, especially if your job is to... Focus on creating efficiencies, which is what ultimately the CFOs are looking to do, is create efficiencies. They have to involve the faculty, but you can't force feed them. You have to be willing to to have it be an inviting conversation and start by saying, let me first listen to what you're concerned about, and then let me tell you what I'm looking at, and then we'll figure out how to to move this together uh, in a way that's going to work for both of us.
0: So put that back into context of our— oh yeah it it put that back into context of our original discussion this idea of of expertise plus context and and finding and being able to turn a perspective into action
1: well i think it gets back to this the people who have authority these leaders and i say authority i'm talking about at the cabinet level i'm talking about the president Uh, So basically at the vice presidential level, obviously directors, anybody who has the uh, sort of on-paper authority, they have the opportunity and I think the responsibility to influence, uh, not because people have to listen to them, but to find ways to treat it like they're going to put their authority aside and say, let's go at this together and – I'm going to influence you not because you have to listen to me. And and the interesting thing about it is the only people you can make listen, this is why this problem doesn't go anywhere, is because we focus on authority, and administrators cannot tell the faculty to do anything. They have no authority over the faculty. What they do have is influence. And those that understand how to show up into a conversation and have the patience to listen and then step back and say, this is what I'd like to do, and this is, it, and clarify why it's important, and then say, all right, how can we make this uh, work for you? I think this one of the single biggest reasons this doesn't happen is because people don't take the time to say, I, it's almost like the first reaction is, I don't have the time for this. So instead, I'm just gonna mandate it, but the problem has always been, you can't mandate across the aisle. Mm-hmm. And that's the dilemma I think administrators in. And I think more and more they are recognizing – here's a perfect example. This is happening everywhere. Program review. There is more and more program review happening in higher – and I'm talking about looking at academic program review. Mm -hmm. What are the majors? What are the the, uh, departments that we need to retain? And the administrator's side – have a point of view and it's very much financial focused. It's like, here are the programs that are making money. Here are the programs that we're subsidizing. And if it was purely a financial decision, would, we would cut out these four majors, close this school, and we'd be sustainable. It will never go anywhere unless they bring the right players to the table. And I got to tell you, the faculty have to be willing to come in good faith to this conversation too. Uh, I think they unfortunately get a bad name because I do not think across the board the faculty are not willing to be in that conversation. However, there is a perspective out there that the faculty don't have to listen to this and do. You know, just having a conversation with one of my key consultants this morning, and they were complaining about we oh, don't want to make these changes. So you know. At, we can have the conversation after the school closes and you can see whether or not holding on to a point of view that, you know, a philosophical point of view, we have to keep this particular major, even though two students enroll in it over the course of a full semester, we still need it because it's part of the liberal arts education. Great. But I'll tell you something, if it keeps going down the path of losing money, eventually there's going to be even stronger negative, negative implications. So, it, you know, the question is, you know, pick your poison.
0: Uh, I, I, I'm going to choose to look at that as a really optimistic way to, to look at, at change, rather than pretty
1: dark. <laughs> well, I see, it's interesting, because you hear me talk about this. If I was in front of a room of faculty and ministry, I think there needs to be straight talk about this. R- absolutely. There needs, be, there needs to be a willingness to say, start with a premise. We are all committed to the mission, but we're committed to it different ways. Yes. And let's make a point of really working to understand how each other is committed to the mission and start there. And build from there.
0: I, uh, you know, I would share just a, a one other anecdote uh, from a, a senior administrator that I used to to work with, who's who was fond of saying, you know, that our power ends with our skin. I can exert ultimate authority over my cup of coffee because I can reach out and touch it. But uh, to your point, I can only exert. Uh, a, a gentle influence if I want to get anything done when dealing with uh, bodies that need to be— uh, that that I'm trying to f- to find a way to put in a line that, that meets all of our needs. Yeah. You know, I, I my power ends and, with and my I'll skin.
1: You, yeah, and, and I'll tell you, what we, what we need to do is put the right people in the positions of authority that have the capacity to do those things. Yeah. And in the absence of that, what you have is people like me— who can help have an honest dialogue happen. And I think there's always going to be a place for that. But I think there's also room for internal leaders to develop a greater listening sense. And if they do that, uh, I think it will go a long way for them to meet their own objectives.
0: Well, I can't think of a better way to, to wrap up than that, uh, Howard. I think this was a good conversation. You were, you were uh, dubious. But I,
1: think I was cheesy. I I know exactly what we're gonna talk about. I just wanted to, every once in a while. But you're always like, you're always zinging me, and I'm like, oh my god, what well, am I gonna was... say now?
0: You just you've you just punked good. me is what you're saying. You just you were I totally. Oh man. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to uh, uh, to our uh, Howard's and my my tiff on on the air here. We sure appreciate you lending us your ears. And uh, you can find us again uh, on, at on com. Subscribe to us in iTunes, Stitcher, Smart Radio. We're available uh, anywhere fine podcasts are served. So thank you so much for joining uh-huh. us. And- <laughs> and on behalf of Howard Tybel my name's Pete Wright you we will catch you next week on navigating change the podcast from tyba Inc.